I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. Hi, I'm so happy you're here with me today. I'm honored that you're spending your time with me because today we're going to spend a, a little time talking about what you're doing with your time. And the main focus of this is people-pleasing. Now, people-pleasing is a very important part of being an interior designer because we do provide comfort and beauty and function for other humans. I mean, that is our role, okay? And I believe it's a God-given gift and we're supposed to share it. So <laughs> we kind of go on from there. However, this people-pleasing thing that actually helps us be really good at that because we're really tuned in, we're really focused on what people need. At times, we're even empathic. Okay, about this. And that's, that's a really good trait. I mean, it really serves you well. And if you're doing that, you realize it is. But I think you can also realize there are places where you're giving yourself away. Okay. It leaves us open to all kinds of challenges and problems around people pleasing when it's not the right time to be doing that. Okay. And what I see happening for most of us, for most all of us is that we have a hard time saying no. We'd much rather say yes. We'd much rather do this for you, take care of you, do these things, right? And saying no becomes difficult, okay? It also turns into almost like a habit of saying yes to everything and then getting back and realizing, oh, what did I do? I, I, I've said yes to something else, something else that I really don't want to do. So let's take a look at that. Let's look at what we say yes to that we really shouldn't. Okay. All right. The number one thing that comes up for me is, is scope creep, right? Everybody's going to go, yeah, absolutely. That's it. I mean, we used to have a, a con, a little, a little phrase in our, our contract that we called it the by the way clause. By the way, will you look at the bathroom? By the way, will you look at the, at the fireplace? The, the by the way is where you need to charge the extra time because it's out of scope right? But it doesn't always hit it as, as that, or it doesn't, we don't always understand it as that when it's coming out of the client's mouth. Because, you know, by the way, would you take a look at the hall bath? I think we really need to include this in this. And you're going to say, well, yeah, I've got some great ideas for that. You know, and, and leave it at that. And then you get home and go, oh my gosh, I just agreed to do that. And I didn't say it costs more. You know, and then, and then you call me and say, what do I say? Why do I get out of this? And maybe you can. I mean, it's awkward. It, it would be far better at the time not to say yes to things because, because it isn't free. Okay. Um, and we say yes because we really want to do it. And we already had the idea for the mess for that hall bathroom there. And we knew, <laughs> we knew that should have been in there. So when it happened, we jumped on it. However, we didn't, didn't hold the boundary for ourselves and got in a position where now it's awkward because we didn't say it at first. Now it's not that you can't go back, but it's a lot easier right at the time, you know? 
And it can happen in something smaller, like, oh, you know what? I think I really do want to replace that sofa. Okay, that's not a big deal. That's maybe two or three hours of research time, but that should have been in your in your quote for your fee, right? It's not something, and, and if you're working hourly, you need to say, either way, you need to say, hey, I'd be glad to do that. It's only two or three hours. Um, are you good with, say, 600 on that? Then I'll figure it out. Okay, it needs to come right back out at them at the, at the same amount of time, right? So, uh, you know, it can be stuff that, that actually will cause a profit for you in the end. You know what, I, I do want to do that if floor, new flooring in the entry. You're right, that needs to be done. Well, of course it does, but it's no longer it's no longer part of your scope of work. Okay, and we tend to just say yes, because yeah, we want that to happen or justify the yes saying, oh, well, I'll make a profit on that. It'll be okay. You know what? It's not. Product is separate from your time. Design is one thing. Product is another. They never touch. Okay, one can't substitute for the other or you get yourself in trouble. Okay, so, you know, you know, what happens when you work on a contractor's bid on a kitchen where they say it's going to be $100,000 and by the time you get the finishes done, it's 180. All right, you're way out of scope and there's no way to get paid for it. Okay, because, you know, we haven't held that boundary right in the beginning. We haven't held on to that. You know, all of this stuff there are that we have solutions for here at ITVA. You know, there's, there's, um, you know, scripts of how you say it at the time. It'll get you out of it. But the more important thing is to pay attention to what you're doing and realizing that these things that you accidentally say yes to or habitually say yes to, take up a ton of time and really get you in trouble. Really starts starts running your time out to the point where you are working a lot of hours, but you're not getting paid for them, okay? And this is one of the big culprits in here. So I want you to think about these things and how often you do this because it's it's something to look at. Another one is who in your in your community hijacks your time, okay? Who is it that asks you to do things that you really don't have time for, but it feels too awkward to say no, so you say yes. So now you're on another committee that you didn't really want to be on and that you don't have time for, but there you are because your friend asked you, okay? Or or uh, saying yes to a friend who wants to go shopping and wants you to go with her to give you your opinions because you know you're good at things that are visual, be it clothes or furniture or anything like that. She kind of wants you along. That's... You know, that's a nice gift to give her if you've got the time, but it's not serving you in any way. And you've said yes to something um, that to me feels a lot like work. <laughs> you know, it feels like shopping with a client <laughs> and, and I don't want to do that in my spare time. Right. So think about how much of that stuff's going on. Okay. Or a friend that wants you to go out in the evening because she wants to meet somebody and, you know, she needs a side man or side woman to do it. Okay, that's all well and good unless you'd rather be home walking your dog and having dinner with your partner. Okay, so it's like what, you know, where do you get hijacked? Okay, think about that because the only way to change this is to to know it in the first place, to realize what's actually happening. Another place where your time gets hijacked are clients who write email books. Okay. I hate that. Don't send me any email. It's pages long. Okay. And if you decide that you need to reply and answer everything that's in that email, um, it's going to take you an hour and a half to do it. That's a major time hijack. 
right? And, and you got to train her not to. <laughs> we, we have strategies for that kind of stuff too. But that's one of the most annoying things that's going on now with internet stuff, along with the client who sends you to links to, oh, look at this chair. Oh, oh, look at this lamp. This is so cool. Oh, look at this, you know, whatever, right? You've already done the research. You don't have time for this. And yet you're, you're feeling like you're looped into it and need to respond when actually you don't. That's one, that piece is more about setting up the boundaries really in, in the beginning of how the job works so that when this stuff happens, you can say, you know what, that's not in our contract. I'm happy to do that, but I got to charge you. You know, you can get in those kinds of things. But, but right for now, just, just be conscious, become conscious of the things that you do that allow people to hijack your time, right? Or, or who in your life expects you to do things for them? just expects it and you're kind of looped into it you know they know you're busy they know you don't have time for it but they also know that you have trouble saying yes that you're a people pleaser and you probably do it okay so you know it could be like your aunt judy your mother's sister or something who's remodeling your kitchen and wants to know if you'll come over and help her and you know talk about this kitchen with her great so you're okay i could do that we'll give her an hour okay except that it didn't turn out to be an hour. It just kept going. I mean, you, you ended up designing the layout. You met with the contractors. You ended up picking all the finishes with her over with a million texts back and forth. And then she's buying it all, right? <laughs> you know, and taking credit for it all. And he even asks you if you could, she can use your discounts. I mean, if it goes on and on. It just explodes in a situation like that. So when you're, you know, when you're, you're in a situation like that, um, <laughs> you need to be acknowledge what's happening and have a strategy to get yourself out of it, right? And to get yourself out from the very get go so that you don't get in those things that just gobble your time. I mean, a lot of times this, this people pleasing stuff is the reason why you're working to 10 o'clock at night or working on wickets. Okay, it's all this extra gunky stuff that gets scooped into here. So thinking about these questions and perhaps writing a little bit, perhaps even writing and journaling, making a list of, and when it happens, write it down. Oh, there's another one. There's another one. Because the beginning of change is the acknowledgement that's there. You got to be aware of it before you do anything about it. Okay, so think about that there's another category there that you we could ask the question is what have you said yes to that doesn't serve you okay that really isn't isn't so good for you like uh, this was in one of my coaching calls eh, some years ago um this designer had a friend who only called her when she wanted her to order a piece of furniture at cost <laughs> going well you know i don't think that's a friend i think that's somebody who's using you that's not to your benefit um, and I think what I had her do was reply back, say, sure, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, I have a 35% purchasing fee and I could order that right away. All right. And of course, nothing happened. Silence, right? She says, well, I might lose the friend. I said, I don't think she's a friend. Okay. That doesn't serve you. That's, that's not, that's, you know, that's being used. And, and you can stand up for that and put that boundary in place and go, no, that's not going to happen. Or the friend that wants to get together for dinner every couple of weeks. I mean, that's a nice thing, except that she's such a downer. Everything is wrong in her life. She's still going on and on about a divorce or something that have, oh, there's always something huge that she needs to grouse about for two hours with you. And you walk away feeling depressed and down and yucky because of it. 
Okay, that that you're not obligated to do that. You you could you could suggestion ask tell that friend that you need to take a break that you're going to be really busy with your business over the next few months and that you need to take a break. Um, and you know, and I realize that's just creating a space, but but you can't afford. I mean, as an entrepreneur. And someone whose energy has to stay up and stay connected to what they're doing and what's going on and be positive and focused for their clients can't afford to hang out with somebody who's Debbie Downer, right? It's just not, it's just going to suck you down into their hole. And that doesn't help you. That's not for your benefit. That doesn't help. Okay. So, you know, there's this, this feeling of obligation that we have, um, that's kind of, I don't know where it comes from. It's bred into us. It's genetic. It goes back thousands of generations. But we have this this feeling that we should serve people. We should help them. Yes, we should, but not to your own detriment. Okay? So what in your life are you doing saying yes to that doesn't serve you, that isn't really where you should be? Um, one of those places could be over-delivering jobs. Now, that's not something somebody asks you to do. That's just something you're doing, right? And it happens fairly often. You're hired to design the living room, and what you present is the living room, the dining room, and the entry. And and when I question why, they say, oh, well, you know, maybe she'll buy some of that. You know, it'll work out all right. Well, it doesn't. It really doesn't, okay? It's, it's, first of all, design is one thing and product sales is another. You can't rely on product sales to be paid for design, okay? Or you're not a designer. You're a furniture salesman. Don't go there. Don't be that, okay? You want to keep those separated very, very clearly. And then when you over-deliver a job like that, you are really saying that you charge them too much, right? Or, you know, it, it, it diminishes your value is what happens. Okay? If you, you know, when you deliver 5% more than what you're supposed to, you are the hero. They love you. If you deliver 130% of what you're supposed to deliver, they don't respect you anymore. Now, I know that sounds weird. You think the more you give, the more they love you and the more they want you and the more they want to hire you, but actually it's not true. It works the other direction. Okay, so watch out for these things that that in our minds ought to be a good thing because they're supportive and connected and and want to help people and want to be better, but but it's not serving you. It's not helping your business. It's not helping you get to the point where you are well paid for the hours you work and you have free time to do the things you want to do and be with your family and all of that stuff that's really juicy. It's it's taking that away, and we don't want to do that. Okay. And then finally on this list of questions to ask yourself and perhaps make some notes on, or what are you doing just to be nice? Okay. Being nice, it's, it's turning almost, that nice thing is almost turning into a bad word. It's often inauthentic. It's something just to be nice and being nice is, I think, overvalued. Okay. But in business, it can, it can kind of trip you up going the wrong way. Um, a good example of that is say picking up the pillows at the drapery workroom because they're finished and dropping them off at the house. And oh, she'll really like that. That'll be fun. And I can place them and she'll be really happy. Yeah, she probably will. That's, that's really nice. But you just said that your time is free and the delivery guys who charge 80 bucks, 150 bucks, something like that to deliver those things. Uh, you know, they get paid and you don't? What's wrong with that picture? Okay? This giving thing is getting out of hand. This this people-pleasing has, has gone too far. And what you did was devalue yourself. 
You said, oh, you don't have to pay those guys to deliver that. I'll do it for you, and I'll do it for free. Well, if you keep doing stuff for free, how are you ever going to get paid? Okay, you have to stop that. It's it's <laughs> this is a business, and you know those kinds of things have a charge equated to them that need to be calculated into the 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 job in the first place, and that's where it is. That's what it needs to be. Coaching some years ago, actually with one of our very upper level designers who had a you know fabulous business going, would slip into this sort of thing every now and then. <laughs> and the 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 one that that I remember most clearly was that there was a batch of dining room chairs that just got recovered and delivered, and one of them wasn't right. I, there was one that didn't match up right. There was something wrong with it. And she said, oh, no, no problem. I'll just, you know, you're not far away. I'll just drive by and throw it in my car and I'll take it to the upholster and fix it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Free fix. All right. So she does that, gets him into her SUV, takes him to the upholster. He does the thing. Then a week or so later, she picks him up at the upholstery, takes it back to the client. How much time is this taking? Right. This is, this is a high end designer is charging $250, $300 an hour. Well, you know, we're doing all this, this customer care stuff that's free that somebody else could be done. All right. So, so she gets them back in the house, puts them back together again, and that one doesn't match either. Obviously, we're going to have to take all the chairs in and have them all redone so that they all look alike all the way through since you can't, you can't determine that if you don't have the examples in front of you. So then she puts all the chairs in the car, which is a real pain in the butt to do and card hard and, and icky, right? But she gets it done, gets them to the upholster, unloads them, he fixes them, and then she's got the job of loading them all up again and taking them back again to this client. This thing took probably 10 hours of her time. Why? She was trying to be nice. Just wondering, oh, I could just take care of that. Well, you know, Murphy's Law of Design says that that will never work that way. Whatever can go wrong will go wrong, and it'll end up all over the place. Blah, right? You all know that. <laughs> but, you know, you get caught in it. And it, it doesn't mean that that it's only beginners that get caught in this. Upper-level designers get caught in it, too. It's our own desire to people-please and take care of people and do that part of what we do, yet it can really trip us up. Okay. And that is a huge hunk of why you end up working way too many hours and not making enough money. Okay. All right. Now it's not the only thing, right? It's, you know, there's a whole bunch of little pieces that go in there that actually add up in the end, but this is a, this is a chunk to take a look at. Okay. If uh, my recommendation to you is to, is to start a little journal or a place where you keep these notes and review when you're reviewing your day, which is also a good thing to do. What did you do today? How many hours did you spend doing it? Make note of how many hours were spent doing people pleasing things that you, things that you said yes to that you didn't really want to, things that that people kind of walked you into or expected you to do and you got stuck in. Um, things that where you people just spread out people pleased and want to do a little extra and ended up taking a ton of time. Or places where you really didn't stand on your boundaries and let it just slide through and, you know, rather than confront somebody and say, no, I can't do this. This is what it needs to be. You just let it go and did it. Okay. That's usually what happens, right? And, but what happens then is we get in a practice of doing that. Those things add up. They really add up. So, you know, here at IDBA, we have, we have solutions and scripts and strategies for avoiding all of that stuff, right? All of that stuff. There's an answer to and a way to do it. But first, it's recognizing what you're doing. Okay. Becoming aware of all these little 
impingements on your time that you're saying yes to when you really don't. Okay. And, and just being aware, starting to write about it, starting to collect them in one place and examine them will help you become more aware of those things and, and, and be able to say no a little earlier. Okay. Now I will agree that saying no is not the easiest thing to do. It takes practice. It may feel really weird at first, like you've done the wrong thing. But you know what? Once you look at it from the standpoint of boundaries, this is my time. Um, you know, if, if you don't love yourself and take care of yourself first, nobody else is going to, right? So it's got to come from that standpoint. And when you look at it from that standpoint, then the things that you need to do to clean this up and get yourself to a point where you're not doing that so much and it's not taking up so many big globs of time in your life and you're creating some freedom, you're going to be, you're going to be way happier. Right. So, um, I'm so happy to share that with you. It's, it's a nice piece of what we do in our coaching programs. It's kind of a beginning piece, but anybody could do it. Um, and just take a look at what's happening. What's happening and where are you, where are you spending time where you don't intend to? Because once we get there, then we can get to the point of setting the boundaries that will, that will keep that from happening or make you aware when it's coming down the line <laughs> that you're going to have that situation and you will know how to respond ahead of time so that you don't get in that place. Okay. So work on that a while and we can talk some more. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on clear, proven, repeatable, step-by-step recipes for attracting ideal luxury clients I share in each episode. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. Till next week, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth.